0: What's up, everybody? My name is Jeremy Duran, and this is the No Holds Podcast. Man, we got some uh, good topics to talk about, I guess tonight, or maybe just one. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where, where it goes. But everybody, y'all know Carter Johnson. Been on here like eight times already, <laughs> and then also got my good friend over here, Abe Clausen. How you doing, man? I'm Good. You excited? Yeah. Yeah. I'm nervous?
1: Excited. A little
0: bit. Yeah. What about you?
2: I'm excited You're excited as always as always happy man.
0: to be here that's what's up man i know i've asked you these questions already or some of them but i like to i like to start off with questions my wife didn't do it which i actually thought she did a really good job she actually might just take my job she might have been better than you i think so she did really well she did good i listened to it yeah yeah did you listen to it mm-hmm. man
1: wow <laughs> that's really
0: good <laughs> i'm yeah. just kidding no, um, all right, Abe, I'm just going to ask you maybe three questions, three, four questions. Right. No pressure. What is the biggest risk you have ever taken?
2: Uh, probably moving to California. How was
1: that? How, like, was, how was
0: that? Like, the emotion-wise, like, how
1: was that? Um, was pretty fearful doing it almost the whole time. Like, yeah. very excited, but, like doing it with a family was, um, I felt like a lot of weight was on that decision. Mm, gotcha.
0: Man, now that, that, we are going to come back to that though, That's later on, yeah. Who is your hero and why?
1: Man, my hero, um, well, I should have given you some thought. <laughs> um, I don't
0: think I have No nobody you look up to? or
1: I would say not one hero, but like, there's a few guys in my life that have probably shown me how to be a good dad. Mm. So, my good friend, Tim Barnhart. I've, he's kind of a hero. I, I would call him a hero because he's got five kids and he does it does it with so much grace and he like loves each one of them so well. Yeah. So, like, I've learned a lot from him, he's given me a lot of advice, and so he's, he's like a brother to me, but like also kind of a hero as far as, like a role model as far as being a dad.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Nice, man, heck yeah. It's always good to have somebody in your life that, that'll encourage you and push you, that wants <coughs> you to grow, you know, it's always good. What's something, um, what's the most important thing I should know about you, or anybody should know about you? Yeah.
1: man, maybe you can answer that better than I
0: can. I don't know. Well, I, I would say you're very passionate. Yeah. Very passionate um, for sure, you know, just on fire for God, but passionate just towards people, you know, just loving people. Yeah. Like um, just knowing you for I don't know how many years already, but um, watching watching how you are with people like that's it's, it's amazing. And you can just tell, when, even when you have a microphone, the passion that you have just... Um, wanting them to grow, wanting them to get it, you know, is like, man, that's awesome.
1: Like that's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very honoring. Um, I would say that's right. I, I do love people, and I really don't desire to have very surface-level relationships. I The relationships I do have, I like to, like, really talk about real life and what's going on and how people are doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Small talk oftentimes just kind of annoys you. Know, yeah. because yeah. 'Cause we're not talking about real you know, yeah things. So that's true. Yeah. Yes sir. I'd say that's one good thing to know
0: about. Yeah. I think there's a lot more. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's probably the main one. But no, I, I just uh, I chose you guys. Well actually Abe and I were talking on Sunday and I asked him about, you know, if he'd be willing to be on here. And he said, yeah, you know. He said, I think a good topic would be choices. And another person, I just like, oh, you know what, Carter. Carter would be perfect, too. Mm-hmm. Because of, and not only that, just, we all kind of just feed off of each other really well. Yeah. And you have um, a lot of
1: experience making bad choices. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, um, but yeah, man. Um, I know when it came to just, I know I, I went to you when it was barber school, when I wanted to go to barber school. Mm-hmm. That was a hard choice for me. Like, I didn't know what to do, but man, like the talk that we had, man, like, I li- like not say live off of that, but that is something I often think about when I make my choices now. Do you remember what that was?
1: Yeah, I think we just talked about how um, I, I remember you saying you didn't know if it was God's will or not mm-hmm. and we just kind of talked about if it was a real desire in your heart and you said yes and I said well why would God put a desire in your heart then? And, and why would you not pursue it and we talked about like how like how high the stakes were for that decision yeah. and the stakes weren't that high like you go to barber school and you decide that it's not for you. What did you really lose? You know what I mean? And you were putting all this weight on the decision. Um, I'm trying to remember, but you put all this weight on the decision if it was God's will or not. And we just talked about like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, like, I remember asking you this, like, if it was God's will for you to be at your current job or if it was just something that supplied your needs. Cool. Oh, yeah. And uh, you were like, well, uh, you couldn't confidently say that it was God's will for you to be there. And I said, well, if you're going to put such weight on a desire in your heart, if it's God's will or not, then maybe you should apply that same logic and like, belief to your current job, that if it's not God's will for you to be there, then why are you there? Yeah. And we just kind of talked about... like. Uh, that God is okay with us making choices. Like, uh, does, you know, the Bible says that He gives us the desires of our heart. And so often we have a desire in our heart, but we think it's just our flesh. But my question is always, are you living for the Lord? And if the answer is yes, if you're in, in, in like uh, in a relationship with God and you hear from Him, you pray, you're reading your Bible, you know, like you're in actual communication with God, then i i'm not really too worried, you know, if you're going to be making a wrong decision, right? cuz yeah. there's a desire in your heart, but we still view the, our own desires as fleshly. But, you know, God said he made all things new. And so if our mind is being renewed daily and we're in communication with God, then I'm like, I think my desires are his desires because I'm like, why is that there in the first place? You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think those are some of the things we talked about. Yeah, and kind of, I I kind of just saw you get quiet and like start to think. I saw you you're like the wheels turning in your mind, like you were thinking about it a little bit differently than mm-hmm. you had in the past. Yeah,
0: no, and I've like I remember going home and even sharing that with Andrea, yeah. and she was like, "Man, that's that's so good." Like, yeah. it's just because sometimes I feel like. You know, just like you said, it is a God desire. But sometimes, like you said, I feel like it's just a me desire. Like it's mine and is it the right choice or not? But the way you just explained everything, I'm like, it's just like, (laughs) something went off. It's like, wow, okay. And I've used that, man. Everything you had just said, when I talk to different people, when they're going through like decision decision making, I use that. And I know I've thanked you for it and I want to just thank you again because yeah. man it just made it so much easier you know to just make that choice that decision
1: it does still doesn't make it easy well not easy right. but, but it just like,
0: it just I don't know maybe more peaceful instead yeah. of yeah. putting all that weight on me and,
1: and what if this what if that yeah. what if so I like to just go at life you know like head first and then just be teachable and like have ears to hear along the way, like, if I go a direction that the Lord's not, like, if God's not on that, mm-hmm. then I'm like, you feel that, like, if you're in communication, like, communion with God, you feel that check in your heart, and that, like, ah, I don't have peace right now, and, and so I just, like, I go at life, I, I'm not, I used to be very much that way, like, God, what's your will, what's your will, and I'd be living so much fear to not, to not, and I would just end up doing nothing because I was afraid to make the wrong choice. I wasn't going to live in the perfect will of God. But now I kind of have a change of heart where I just, I go at life, I stay in communication with God, and then I just let Him know, Lord, if I am go moving in a direction that doesn't please your heart or is maybe not your desire for me right now, you know, like I'm totally willing to like stop and change directions at any moment. And it's it's honestly been really liberating and freeing to kind of live. Honestly, I'm st- like, I'm still really growing in that. Because decision-making for most of my life has been really hard. Because, like, if you make a decision, then there's also going to be good and maybe some bad consequences. You know, so, like, yeah. I just never liked that pressure on me. But um, kind of learning, like, that... Like, even if there's pressure and like some things could fail, like, God's better than our failures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, like I, I just need to know and trust that He's good and then go at life and yeah. live life to the fullest and then just be teachable along the way. Yes, sir. Teachable, man. You have to
0: remain teachable. Yeah. Uh, at <laughs> all times, I feel like. Yeah. You know, and I know, I know you, you've made some tough decisions. Yeah. In your walk, you know. Like, how is that? For you you know I know you've kind of explained in the previous podcast right
2: but um I actually had a good talk with him like almost on that same subject the other day at your house after you cut my hair and it was like pretty much same advice cause it's about a new job offer that I had received uh-huh. and like he said like it, I don't know when I heard that too it's like it's beautiful to hear that because it's so true if we're in a relationship with the Lord like we're so we want to be in God's will I want to be in God's will. I want what God has for me. I don't mm-hmm. want to just follow the desires of my heart or mm-hmm. be in my flesh. But if you're in relationship with Him, like genuine relationship, you know you're in everyday relationship with Him, you know, and acknowledging Him in all your ways. He's going to make your path straight, and you got to believe that, and you got to trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I also think that's why we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, Yeah, being able to discern right from wrong, you know, mm-hmm. and receive that peace about decisions. So... Like you said, as long as we're in a relationship, I don't think we have to question if this is God's will or not. Yeah. You're going to have that peace if it is, you know?
1: Yeah. And you're not going to have
2: that peace if it's not the right decision.
1: Yeah. So just right. being fully dependent on Him. I think we talked about, like, what are the desires of your heart? Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned, like, I really want to coach kids. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you, you love serving in your church right now mm-hmm. and all these things, and this job offer was going to, be an answer to prayer for uh having your own place and like you said like double the finances that you're receiving right now from your current job yeah and so it's like it sounds like an answer to prayer but then it's like when you waited against you know taking that job like oh but you'd have to give up things that your heart really cares about right so like it just kind of puts it into perspective like yeah like yeah that that would be fulfilling something that I want and desire but but away what it. I really feel like I'm called to it would take away from that right exactly. so it kind of made I don't know I felt like right then and there you didn't say it but I felt like yeah. you were like yeah I'm not going to take it Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: but I don't know I would say that night, <laughs> like, pretty much summed it up I was like yeah the job's not for me yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah no man it's it is tough you know especially when you start going out on your own and life just hits you.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, that's how it was for me whenever I graduated and I went out on my own. Um, I had to pretty much learn everything. I didn't know anything about money.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, I didn't know, I'm still learning now. How to um, save money, how to, you know, what to do. But I'm so thankful that God sent me in an Andrea because if if it was up to me, dude, we would be all over the place. Like, like, oh, we're going here, we're gonna move over there. But no, she's like, no, like, no, like we're not, we're not supposed to do that. Like, I'm so glad she, you know, she's my wife. Cause yeah, I would be a mess right now. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. Like it'd be, I would be in yeah. such a mess. But man, let, let's talk about some tough decisions that maybe you guys have made in your life and how you like you know you overcame them who wants to go
2: first let me think about some tough decisions this time Hmm.
1: I can go go ahead ahead. Um, can I first talk about how I got felt like called into the decision yeah yeah because like, well, well, I want to give a little bit of backstory. Yeah, you.
0: and I wanted you to kind of also talk about like what made you decide. Because I don't know if you've always been in church. You were, you know, was always saved or not, you know.
1: Uh, I mean, I grew up in church, um, Mennonite church. Um, I, I I remember loving God as a kid, um, but I just didn't know who God was because I felt like, I looking back now, God wasn't like. It was more taught, like, follow rules, God is love, but follow the rules. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I, I was, I'll make this super brief and short, because I don't want to camp here, but I grew up with a dad with mental illness. He um, was in and out of mental institutions ever since I was, like, six years old. And it when it got bad, it got, like, really bad, and it was... My childhood sucked in a lot of ways for, for that reason, because you, you have to live in the house with him. you know. And, um, and then I just remember people always telling me, we don't know why God made your dad this way. But he obviously did. He wants to teach us something through it. And when I was a kid, I kind of like took comfort in that. I'm like, oh, okay, God, like, what do you want to teach me with, you know, my dad's mental illness? And um, then I got older and then continued to face like the problems with my dad at home every day and saw what it was doing to my mom and uh, like the whole family. And I just grew really, really angry. And I was like, well, everyone always says God is good, but if God is good, then, then what is all this? You know. So I really began to question God's goodness. And I thought he controlled everything including like causing sickness in people's lives so i i kind of just made the choice to walk away from god for like a good while um i don't know if it was like a real conscious decision but i just like you know. and um so i did my own thing for a few years and then uh I got reunited with uh, my friend Randy Martins and he had just like come back from Ramah Bible School and he was like really passionate about the Lord and like we connected through you know riding together dirt bikes and stuff like that and then obviously had conversations and he was like well who told you that God is this and I was like well everyone and I was telling Carter this the other night but He's like, well, like, dude, John ten ten just does not say that, and it says that the thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus is saying this, and he says, I have come so you may have life and have it more abundantly. And uh, then he started showing me like the life of Jesus, like look at everywhere Jesus went, he was healing, restoring people back to him, um, treating people with kindness. Like you really, Jesus really like was the physical representation of of God in heaven, right? So, like, everything I started to look at was just, like, I think I've believed a lie about God my whole life. That that he's, like, this, uh, what do you call it? This person just controlling us from up there. And, like, a dictator or whatever. Anyways, so then I fell in love with God, and then, like, that was probably a year or so before me and Sarah got married in 2013. We had been going to church, at a Mennonite church, and after we got married, we started going to TC, and just grew a lot. Um, but then from there, it was kind of like where I wanted to lead into with the, I feel like I've been talking a lot. No, dude, you're, you're good, um, you're good, I like it. <laughs> um, so every year, Pastor Todd is like, at the new year, he's like, What's the word for this year like what's God's word for this <coughs> he usually has a word for the church for the upcoming year oh yeah and it always makes you think like well what's what's God saying to me about this upcoming year and me and Sarah have been serving in expand and, and on I did sound and she did computer and uh, I, I think we had been doing the same thing for so long like our heart's desire was like Lord what's next you know mm-hmm. I know we had thought of Rama at one point. <coughs> I think we thought about it because literally everyone around us goes to Rhema because that church like everyone goes to Rhema. <laughs> yeah. um, Rhema pastors come in and preach there. It's just a lot of Rhema and yeah. and then one time like my brother went to Rhema so we went there to visit and I was like I'm gonna watch him graduate but I'm really kind of here to like feel it out a little bit. And I, when I was there I was like God is not on this at all for me you know. And so then I had complete peace about not pursuing Rhema, but every year, me and Sarah would, like, pray, and we never felt a new word for the new year, or, like, what to do next, and we always said, um, if God doesn't say something new, we're going to continue to be faithful in what we're doing, and that's what we did, and then the year of 2017, going into 2018, Sarah made a joke, she's like, well, if God doesn't say something new this year, then... We'll just sell everything and move to Bethel. And, like, we never even talked about Bethel, really. I don't even know why she made that joke. <laughs> and uh, and then going into that new year, I had, like, a opportunity to start a business. Some clients I had in Midland um, wanted to invest in me and, like, help me start a business. And I thought, like, yes, this is what I've always wanted. But I told the two clients, I was like, let me pray about it, but pretty sure it's a yes you know and then I'd pray about it and then I'd just like there was no excitement there Mm. like but then driving back and forth to Midland every day I would just sit and daydream about what would it look like if we moved to Reading and we attended BSSM and I just have those thoughts and I would like imagine us being there and and then all the while feeling pressure like to give these guys an answer to like start this business with them and then eventually me and Sarah had a talk and um, she's like so you're gonna do it and I was like honestly babe I feel like no excitement towards that no peace towards that she's like well you know it's such a good opportunity right she's like well if not this then what and I'm like honestly this feels dumb to say but the only thing I ever find myself thinking about is going to to Reading to be a assistant. And that felt super like, it was vulnerable to even say that because, and I I give my wife like so much like, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? So much of the credit for us actually going because she's like, well, I guess we need to go over there and check it out. And so we went and sat in on two days of class, um, came back, drove back and like, 40, 50 mile an hour wind (laughs) just landed in this horrible dust storm. And I think we were just quiet the whole drive from Lubbock home, you know, and it was a week, like, like a week went by. I think we like barely talked about it Mm. and we just didn't want to make a choice right away. And all of a sudden we got together and we're like, I think we're going to do it. And it wasn't like God said, but it was, it was like a desire, like, and we're like let's let's lean into that desire yeah. and like all, like we would be going to learn like sit in in like a place where we would learn about the lord and mm-hmm. experience his presence and worship and like different things grow in leadership and so we were like well if it would if it would work the house would have to sell and so the house sold and we're like well shoot and we, we just <laughs> look one thing after the next like I felt like the Lord was like, yep, sure, yep, you know, I'll take care of that. And then finally we were left without excuses and in 2018, like beginning of August, we moved to Reading, and we had a two-year-old daughter, and we are actually, we found out we were pregnant with our son Arrow, like literally a month before we moved or something like that, I forget exactly. When we found out but so it was like it was like a lot of weight on mm-hmm. like giving up my job and like sarah quitting her job and like moving across the country and like doing this thing that we thought god was on you know
0: yeah yeah man what was that like
1: mentally for you like? <clears> though? <throat> i think like it was hard on me mentally because i've Um, Like Sarah made this comment while we were visiting Reading. I was like babe I'm really scared like if this is it this freaks me out like I'm really scared and she asked me a question she said what's the worst thing that could happen if we did this and I said well I mean I guess the worst that could happen would be um, we end up broken back in Seminole and she's like well we're not that far from broke right now and we're in Seminole currently, so what is the worst that could happen? (laughs) And I was just like, oh, like that kind of just like took the high stakes away, right? Like the kind of the question I asked you. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, shoot, you know, like, I guess you're right. Like, what is the worst thing that could happen? Um, And so, yeah, but back to your question, like what that was like for me mentally, like, I felt like I carried a lot of responsibility and like pressure that like, oh, we're going because I feel like I'm supposed to go to that school and like, even while I was sitting in school, I was like, I need to receive what I'm here for because if I don't receive the thing that God has for me here, then I feel like a failure and I feel my family. Mm-hmm. And while we were there, like that lie got broken off of me just like through people speaking into my life there. and like, um, basically just changed my mindset that I'm not here to receive this one special thing that like this word from the Lord, that this is your life. This is what you're supposed to do. But more so it was like, I was there to, to, it sounds dumb, but to like re get to know my father, like kind of like almost in a sense, like throw Don't throw everything out the window. Obviously, I knew the Lord and I'd been walking with Him, but a lot of things I thought I knew about God, like I had to let those things go and kind of just come to Him kind of like a child again. And because, like, I think I still kind of carried that, like, God, you better do this, son, or, you know, you're going to disappoint me or you're going to. Yeah. And uh, I think I just really, like, experienced and learned a little bit more i don't think we could ever learn it fully but like how good god is he's so much better than we think and know like there's levels of his goodness like we haven't experienced yet and like when we experience his goodness like that's awesome but there's still so much more to him that we can experience more goodness like all the time and so When that finally broke off of me, like, hey, like the weight's not on my shoulders. Like, like, Lord, I feel like you gave me this desire. Like, it's also a lot to do. It's a lot on you too, Lord. Like, I'm here and I'm like ready to receive. Like, it's not on me, you know what I mean? Obviously I'm gonna apply myself here, but like I'm gonna stop carrying around this false humility like that I need to I need to achieve something while I'm here or it was a failure. Mm. Right. Yeah. So then, after that, honestly, that was like a, a couple of months of school where I carried that. And then, like, that lie kind of got broken. And it was really freeing. Like, I felt like from that point on, like, I started to um, actually just pursue him out of, like, a heart of love for him instead of, like, performance. Yeah. So... Oh yeah. man, that's good. Yeah,
0: because I know even just as a man, you know, making that choice. Like people look to you if something were to happen. Mm-hmm. Like if this didn't work out, who are they more, they're pretty much just gonna look yeah. at the man. Like yeah. it's your fault because you're, of the, this. Leader of the, you're the leader. You're the leader, so it failed because of your bad decision. But yeah. and sometimes I know just with any decision, it, I kind of feel like that's like that I make. Like okay, if this doesn't work, it, it, it's my fault. <laughs> like dang it. Yeah, But, I know that's something that we don't need to have either, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, when you came, like when you were over there and we would talk every now and then, like just hearing you speak, that's where I feel like, like more of the fire, I guess, more passion was just kind of exploded in your spirit. Mm -hmm. Because, man, you had like, it just seemed so much wisdom when you when because when you got here, I remember you were at our house and you like prophesied over Phoenix, I think. Do you remember that? I think so, yeah. And I was and like and Andre and I like I just remember just sitting back and just listening to you. I'm like, wow. I'm like, dang, Abe, eh? that's awesome! Like, just hearing you speak, man. Like, it, it's always just yeah, it's I'm amazing like when you speak, people listen.
1: Definitely, yeah. I think people can tell like people can tell if you care about them and um, like if you're just I don't know if it's for the sake of like ministering to somebody just to minister to them like they they feel that Mm -hmm, you know what I mean like even even me now like if you if Carter wants to come and minister to me like and he's just gonna like now he can like we know each other but before we really knew each other like if he's just gonna come and minister to me before he even connects with me like that even as a christian myself that rubs me wrong i'm like i didn't feel any love from that you know what i mean like i know he's trying to love me with with like helping me um but yeah i'm like if you're just gonna like if i'm just gonna be some check mark in your heart like this Mm. this this thing that you feel like you need to succeed like i can feel that from somebody and i think other people Like, my main goal is to be genuine with people, like authentic, not acting like I have all my crap together, like, just like what you see is what you get. And when I'm with you, like, I want you to feel like I'm with you. And um, obviously, that's hard to do in today's world, even like at home, like, I'm on my phone way too much. And like, that convicts me at times, like where I'm like, when I'm at home, I'm not really at home. But like my heart when it comes down to it really is like when I'm with Jeremy I'm gonna log eyes with you and I'm gonna be like I'm gonna f- make you feel like my attention is for you right now right. and when it's with Carter it's it's with you you know what I mean and I think if you do that with people like if they feel love from you they'll they'll want to hear what you have to say yeah not just because you know a lot because there's people that know way more than me, you know, but it's different when it's out of love. Yeah. It gives you a voice. Like yeah. it gives you an open door into somebody's heart, yeah. whereas like if you just come with wisdom and truth, like, yeah, that works sometimes if someone's heart is open to that, but a lot of people's hearts have a guard up, a door, you know, a wall up to things like that. They've been hurt by ministry or, you know, people that just want to check that that performance thing in their heart and they don't want to hear it but if you connect with them first love them first then like then you're like hey by the way like i I need to go but can i pray for you for anything they're like this dude just spent 10 minutes talking to me asking me about life asking me about my family all these things and he didn't try to just open with that do you know what i mean like you have to build some kind of relationship with people before you can speak into their life. Mm-hmm. so. No, I agree.
0: I, I agree 100%. That's good. And that's real good. I want to keep asking questions there, but um, I'm gonna let Carter speak for a little bit. <laughs> and then we're gonna go back to yeah. the decisions
2: that you made coming back here. Man, I haven't made any big decisions like that. That's big. You know. Well, um, a big one was, you know, because
0: you're a basketball star. Yeah, and I and, and, I, and I know you did, but that <laughs> was a big decision too, though. Yeah. Because, but I love what you had to say. You're like, you know, that's where my identity was. You mm-hmm. talk about I don't know if you heard that when he said that. He's like, you talk about yeah. Carter. It's or you, basketball is like, oh, you picked your Carter. But other
1: people put that identity on you too. Absolutely. When you hear hear Carter Johnson, like you're. You think basketball, yeah. and then when you were at Expand, that's all I ever heard. Like yeah. Carter's so good at basketball, but you said I haven't made any big decisions yet. Yeah. Well, you said yet. How old are you? Twenty one. Twenty one. Like I'm gonna be freaking thirty four this year, and so <laughs> you, don't you just don't have the history yet that I do. exactly. You haven't lived as much along as, yeah. as a life. Like those choices are gonna come. Right. Yeah, yeah I know that. But you made you like that still was a huge decision. Yeah. You don't have family but you had other people's expectations on you to, yeah. to see you succeed. Yeah. Like that couldn't have been easy.
2: Yeah. That was that was big. Like thinking about my grandpa, my dad, those are my biggest fans. Yeah. And those are the two main ones that I felt like I was letting down if I quit. Yeah. That, like I remember calling my grandpa back against the wall, just like on my butt, sitting up against the wall and I started to tell him I was about to quit and I just had to hang up because I was bawling because I couldn't even tell him. But I don't know, I feel like I've talked about that on here. No, you have. But.
0: What makes um, you, like, what is it? it, What makes you want to keep pursuing God even when you, you feel like you've let him down?
2: Like, the decision to do that every day. Right. Because I know Cause we I all have I definitely fell short, even though, like, I've moved back to Seminole, rededicated my life. Like, there has been times where I fell short. And in the past, like, I started going to expand 16, 17 years old. And that's when I first encountered Jesus, like, His presence and, like, just knowing Him and accepting Him as my Lord and Savior. So receiving the Holy Spirit, you know. Through life, after high school, God would not constantly pop in, but would pop in my head from time to time, even though I was living way off in the world. And when I would try to have that relationship with him, I always felt like I was having to clean my dish before I came to him. Yeah. That I had to be perfect to walk in this life with God. Yeah, And it was impossible. And didn't. I had all these distractions around me. Wake hey. up and I'm around him.
1: Where do you think that belief came from that you had to walk perfect to live a, like a, have a relationship I
2: don't know I think it was my it was me and my thoughts putting that perspective on it because I saw others like in high school I saw like Emily DeLay mm-hmm. Kenna yeah. Alyssa like young kids just like me who were on fire for the Lord and you yeah. could see the joy all over their faces every day when they came mm-hmm. to school I was like they have something I don't have you know or the people that are just going all the time like they have something I don't have and I think I just put that I don't know. I put those words into my mouth. The enemy was making me feel like you had to be perfect to walk in this Mm -hmm. life with God. Mm -hmm. And you're never going to be perfect. So for a long time, I didn't even get baptized. Like even when I went to camp, I had the opportunity to get Mm -hmm. baptized. Never got down in the pool. Because I felt like I was, I knew I was still going to struggle afterwards. I like didn't want to half butt my relationship with God. And it's sad, you know, we shouldn't be sitting back in him. You should bring your dirty dishes to him. Bring the baggage with him. And when you're seeking him, he starts to just take all that stuff off. Yeah. And your eyes just are open. You know, for so long, I just was holding on to everything. Tiptoeing around this relationship with him. Even though I accepted Jesus, but I didn't know how to walk in it. Yeah. My eyes weren't opened yet. So now, like when I came home back to Seminole, I had nothing. No money in my pocket. Phone was disconnected. Like, (laughs) in debt. Like, had nothing. And, so I just started to pursue yeah. him. I was like, I, I know there's more. Like I want to have a relationship with you. I'm tired of trying to do this on my own. It's not working. I haven't gotten myself anywhere, you know? Yeah. At 18, I moved out and I was by myself from 18 to 21. And then now as a 21 year old, having to come back, move back in with my dad, I was kind kidding me, you know? Yeah. So then at church, we had the Word and Spirit Conference and everything that I had been reading Previously that week was everything that that preacher preached about. Mm. It was like scripture for scripture. And I was just like, this is crazy. It was just mind-blowing to me. And when we had testimony night, I got up there. And at the end of my testimony, I was like, I know God has plans for me. And I'm ready to start walking. Mm. And it was like when I said that, it was like, God, was like, all right. Mm. Okay, I I see your heart. And it was like me confessing that to you with my mouth, like just in front of everyone else, but just to him. I know you have plans for me, and I'm 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 ready to walk it out. And it was like he just opened my eyes, and there was like new revelation. Like I'm a son. Yeah. And it was just whole new revelation. Like everything that I had heard in the past, it like came to life. Yeah. The words when I went home and read it, was reading it like you're it just alive to me.
1: That just makes me think that there's a difference between what we know and what we believe. Yeah. Because you probably heard. Jeremy, me, or anybody yeah. at Expand say, like, it's not about what you've done, it's about what Jesus has done mm-hmm. for you, right? Yeah. But you still went to college thinking that you had to have your ducks in a row to, like, have a relationship with yeah. God, right? And so, like, I don't know, I, I, that hearing you talk just reminded me of, like, when I was young and I would deal with rage and anger, like, my family situation and I hated the way it made me feel. And I would always say, God, I I forgive my dad, even though it wasn't his fault he was sick, right? But like if I still put anger towards him. And I'm like, I forgive my dad, like I wanna live free of anger and then I could do good for like a week and I'd always fall back into such rage and anger again to where I'm like, It's impossible to fix myself. Like like That's another thing that made me just give up trying to live for God because I felt like, God, this is your expectation and I have no power to live up to it. Mm-hmm. And like, he's not asking us to. No, well, it says in the word that the yeah.
2: flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. Yeah. So the whole time by myself, like I feel like a lot of Christians try to live like that. They try to fight their battles by themselves. Yeah. Instead of praying, they're like talking in their head to themselves. Might be thinking about God, but you're not praying to Him. You're not in relationship with Him, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think just knowing that, like, it's not me. You know, Jesus says in the Book of John, "I can do nothing on my own; mm-hmm. fully dependent on the Father." Yeah, as we should be fully dependent on Him. And yeah, that's good. Like, I don't fight my battles. I have to be in full surrender, you know. Yeah. So today, to answer your question, in the past, I'd mess up and I'm like feel so much guilt and that's the enemy making you making you think like that sin has that over you that power over you i don't know so today realizing i messed like mess up i remember pastor todd preached on a wednesday about there's power in your confession Mm -hmm. when you repent you know and that just totally changed my perspective i guess when i do mess up Mm Just, like, there's grace that we get to walk in now. Yeah. Forgiveness that we get to walk in. Mm -hmm.
1: So, like, a question I have. You giving up basketball, like, it was huge. Yeah. For where you're at in life, like, where you could have gone with basketball, like, you had the potential to go far. Like, um, do you now, like, hearing you talk, I, I don't feel like you do but do you feel like you missed out mm, no I know I'm where
2: I'm supposed to be today like I'm happy yeah with where I am today yeah. wouldn't change it for anything but when I do sit back and look at old pictures or think about it yeah. or when I go play with the guys I'm like, man, yeah so of course that comes sure that pops up every now and then. yeah but I'm super thankful to be where I'm at now and just being able to be with the kids that I get to train now yeah it's so much bigger than basketball. And I want them to understand that, like the ones that are athletes, that are good at the sports and stuff, like yeah. your identity isn't in
1: that sport. Yeah, it's, it's what you do, but it's not who you are. Exactly. Um, in second year, like the first day of second year, and that was a whole nother b- big decision for us. Like, do we go to s- another year of school, right? Um, but we are in first day of second year, and uh, the dean of second year, he gets up there, uh, his name's Gabe. And uh, he said, "I just want to want you guys to think about something." He said, "Every stupid decision, every good decision, and every stupid decision you've made in your life, all has led you to this point right here." And it again, I was just like taken back by that. I was just like, "I've made a lot of stupid decisions too." And I'm like, God, you're better than my stupid decisions like everything like you used it all you're like okay it made a dumb decision here but i'm like i still that, work with it, it. Yeah. i'll still work with it and i'll get you where you need to go like um just and, and then hearing you talk like it was a huge decision to quit basketball but here you are feeling fulfilled with what you're doing in life and you're happy I, like i can tell and i'm like man god's God's better than we give him credit for because like a lot of people were like, "Ah, oh, Carter quit. Like, yeah. look at him. He's back in Seminole. Yeah. But if you talk to you, if anyone talks to you, you're like, no, I feel like Carter is living life with a lot of purpose right now. Yeah. definitely. And I'm like, man, like, I feel like God has like, you want to do this? Okay. Let me partner with you in this. Oh, you want to do this? Oh, can I come and, and be a part of that too? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I've kind of just stopped obviously he's created us with certain gifts and talents like like I don't know like you're good with kids or I'm good with I don't know what I'm good at. <laughs> like but like there's certain things he's put inside of us that kind of like make us gravitate towards this right. area of life or this this job or whatever right but like I don't think that he's just sitting back and he's like oh, basketball was your thing, Carter. I don't have anything else for you. You're going to have to go back to Seminole. You know, yeah. God's like, oh, you don't want to do basketball anymore? Okay. Like, I can still make something really good of this. I can still give you purpose in Seminole. I can still, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we limit God to one plan for our life that could work out, that's like not giving Him enough credit for yeah. His creativity and His goodness or kindness for us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? that's yeah. good. So, like hearing that just kind of reminds me, I'm like, okay, like, whatever I, whatever, if I do make a dumb decision in life, and if I'm still, if my heart's still pliable, then I'm like, God can take whatever I give him and still redirect me and make something good out of it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And like, it just gives, honestly, what it does is give me hope. Yeah, Yeah, You know, like, and like, desire to live life to make choices and to like not sit back and let life happen to us but go after things that you right. want yeah, because he's he's yeah. he's better than our dumb sort choices i think i've said that many times now but but it's so true i i can't really say it enough like man it makes me want to cry if i think of like how good god's been to me yeah. like i didn't do anything to deserve it like it's just who he is. Yeah. yeah so. And
0: that's why I love you, Abe. What? Like, just because you're so real, like...
2: Passionate.
0: Yeah, man. Like, you said you're not... You don't feel like you're good at anything. Man. Oh, I'm... No, <laughs> you,
1: no I know. You <laughs> are. I know I'm good at it. Yeah, I just... You, yeah. You I don't are. know what to say in that moment. But, yeah. <laughs> no. But, man,
0: like... I just... I, I love having you around, just speaking to you, just because of just how passionate you are, man. Like, I feel like that's why I'm still here too, where I'm at right now too, is because of just having you in my life. Like, I know sometimes you'll joke around, but a lot of the times it's it's more of just speaking and encouraging me, wanting me to grow. You know, like that's, yeah. I love that about you, man. Like that's, and even like Carter, like I was telling Carter, like, man, um, I'd been praying, like, I was like, God, I need, I need somebody to challenge me. Like, God, like, and I was like, man, I I just, I need somebody that's just gonna just challenge me daily, who's just gonna push me. And, um, and I was like, I was already thinking, I was like, man, I'm I'm just gonna call Pastor Ben. You know, I mean, for some reason, he's just... Well, he's good at challenging. And he is, like, and I was like, I'm just gonna call Pastor Ben, but then, you know, here comes Carter, just always texting me and calling me. I'm like, what does this dude want? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, like, and,
1: i not having friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right?
0: Just to come as low as me, but anyway, um, um, like here comes Carter. You know, he starts serving and expand, and I just start talking to him more and more and more. And I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the guy. You know, this is the guy that's gonna help me. And not to say I'm at a low point. No, I I just been wanting fresh revelation in my life, and he has been. He's been pouring into my life too and just making me realize different things. Like dude, I appreciate that from you too, man. I really do. It, it's I ain't even going to lie like I I feel like I feel like a new man, you know. Yeah. And um So yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> it's you, been
2: bro. It's, God is so good. You know what you whether we had a good relate, like deep relationship when I was in youth, you know, Mm-hmm. you reap what you sow. Like you were pouring out to students. Yeah, so. yeah. Yes, sir.
0: Because I know... God is so <laughs> good, like you said. <laughs> he is. Like, I... Man. Like, I've made some stupid, stupid choices. Even in our marriage, you know, but... <clears throat> but you're still here with me. Yeah. So... Man. So to think, like, to know how much God loves you, like, I know that.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I know how much he loves me and I know, I think that's why I'm just so, just so grateful, you know.
2: It's overwhelming sometimes.
0: Oh, yeah, like, all right, I'm not going to (laughs) cry. Like, to, to just think of that, you know, like, okay, God, like, I made, like, these stupidest decision, like anybody can make, I think, but like you're still here, yeah. and you can feel his love. Yeah, like man, like like, and it makes me think, like God, like why, like, like I feel like I failed you so many times, but man, you're still here. It and,
1: makes me think of like, um, I had talked to Ben's church about the prodigal son. And uh, he says, I will go home and I will say to my father, I do no longer deserve to be called your son. He's like rehearsing his apology, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, I was reading it out of the passion, because it just y'all, if y'all haven't read the prodigal son in the passion translation, it just hits hard (laughs) like, and, uh, and it said, dang, I don't want to cry either. But it said, (laughs) from a long ways away, his father saw him coming and so like first I wanted to stop and was like he was it's like he was on the front porch waiting for him mm-hmm. like day after day like how many years was he gone right and then he runs up to him he's he's it says he's passionately giving him hugs and kisses and then the son starts and says like his apology I'm no longer worried and he's like like the dad just completely ignores him and says servant and says to the servant quick get my best robe and put it on him and kill the fattest calf because my son who is lost, has been found he never got an apology out like like think of that picture like the moment we like um uh, let me gather myself here the moment we uh put our it's like god is just like looking for us just to like turn our hearts affection to him for a moment and he's like oh yes like i got (laughs) you right now like absolutely and i'm like the son could didn't even apologize like Mm -hmm. he never got it out yeah and like um he said put my ring on his finger and when i read the commentary on that it said that that ring was actually like um a symbol that the son could again do business in the father's name like if he were to go to town he could do business on his father's behalf because he's wearing his dad's ring and like in a moment he restored full trust back to his son it was no okay like you're back now let's let's keep an eye on you and see if you can be trustworthy you know like in a moment the son was fully restored back to his dad and like obviously prodigal son is a picture of god's love for us and when when like lost sons and daughters come home right but like when i read it it just in a new way blew me away all over again like man like god just wants us it's not like yeah we're called to live righteously and like to um as we behold him we're transformed into his image right and so like that's the trick like you not a trick but that's the key like you look at him and the more you look at him you start to look like him Mm -hmm. and it's not about like okay now i'm living for the lord now i'm going to get this out of my life and i'm going to get this out of my life it's like he's like no i'll take care of all of that like i'm just happy you're here and like come and be with me yeah and like hearing you say that like you're not deserving to come back, like or like all of that, right? But like, makes me think like, if that's how God treats us, then why do we still treat people like, yeah, like, oh, like you did this, like, yeah, I could forgive that, and I could be cool with you. Oh, but you did that? Yeah, I can't, Mm. I can't. Like, I love you from far away, but you're not in my life. You know what I mean? But like, Jesus doesn't do that. That's why it's like, like, yeah. Obviously, we're not just gonna hand over full trust to someone that has betrayed us, and like, yeah, trust is earned. But like, but love is not earned. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? God, God doesn't make us earn His love for us, and so all that coming back to bad choices we make, like. It makes making choices easier when you have this conversation about how good God is and in all the places in your life that He's come through for you, even when you made a bad choice. You're like, okay, like the pressure's off. Like, God is, he, He's gonna take care of me, He's gonna be good. And if I make a bad choice, there might be some natural consequences. But that's part of me learning and he's still going to teach me through it. It's not punishment. He's just going to teach me through it. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: That's
1: good. That's real good.
2: I think it's a lot of people view God like they view people. Mm -hmm. Like you hurt me. Mm. So you might have told me, nah, I can't trust you no more. You have to fight. You have to earn your way back in here, you know, and with God, it's not like that. it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very. And people, it's sad to, to think that people like think about God like that. Oh yeah. Or don't even care to go that way, you know? Because maybe they have gotten close. And then I had a friend the other day had just given his life to Christ. And now he's more, he's aware of his and The Holy Spirit's convicting him, you know? But he was feeling guilt and shame and like really bad about the decision because he was still living in the world. But now he has received Jesus, you know? So now he's sitting back and he's aware of all of it now. Yeah. So it's just important that when you receive Christ, it's not, that's not of God. The shame, the guilt. Yeah. He has open arms. As soon yeah. as you turn your full attention to him with a seeking heart, you know, you'll find him. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And yeah. it's so overwhelming every time when we do mess up and then you come back and your heart's just pouring out. And HE'S JUST PICKING YOU UP, <laughs> NOT EVEN GIVING YOU TIME TO APOLOGIZE. JUST coming HERE. MAN, YEAH, THAT'S SO GOOD. THAT'S SO GOOD.
0: I KNOW EVEN AT TIMES, well, NOT NOW ANYMORE, BUT BACK THEN, YOU KNOW, YOU WOULD, uh, AFTER YOU GET SAVED AFTER A WHILE, um, I'D FIND MYSELF NOT WANTING TO GO GET PRAYED FOR. LIKE SAY, HEY, DOES ANYBODY, when THEY WOULD HAVE MINISTERS THERE, HEY, DOES ANYBODY WANT TO GET PRAYED FOR? And in my mind, I was thinking, like, man, like I don't want anybody to see me go up there and get prayed for because I'm supposed to be, you know, this Christian dude. Like, I'm a leader. Like, no, but I'm so glad that I made that choice to just not care Mm -hmm. about what people thought anymore because, man, those times that I did go up there helped me so much. Yeah, Like, it was everything that I needed at that time. I remember when... um, Pastor Gary Delay was there one day and he was I don't remember what he was preaching on but uh, at the end I did go up there and I, and I was like man I need prayer and um and, and I just couldn't get out what I needed but he was like he knew at he was like I know I know what you need man he gives me the biggest hug like man just like, like
1: father's
0: Exactly like the biggest hug and I'm like oh like I felt so good, like, and then it didn't even stop there. It's just like, man, I'm proud of you, son. Oh man, and that's
1: gonna wreck me. Boom, <laughs> like, no,
0: no, no lie, like, yeah. I'm trying not to cry right now, but, oh man, it just, I couldn't control myself. I was just crying, and I I, just, I think I just grabbed his, like, jacket and just like, oh, And then he's like, I love you, you know? Just hearing the word, son, Yeah. Yeah. Come out of a man's voice. I'm like, what the heck? Like, I hadn't heard that. And not only that, but it hurt, it like, not hurt me, but it got me so bad because my dad never said, I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know, ever. Uh, And he's only told me he loved me once that I can remember. Mm -hmm. So hearing that, like, I'm proud of you, son. Man. And not only that, like, even Johnny Power is like, when he first called me that, too, like, he's just, like, he just called me son, and I'm, like, it just felt so good, you know, hearing that, and then I actually told him, and he gave me a hug, too, and he's, like, man, I'm proud of you, son, I'm just, like, oh, my gosh, here we go again, like,
1: yeah, it's
0: just, so sometimes, like, those decisions, even to just step out and thinking that you're a leader, like, oh, I can't go up there and get prayed for, like, definitely, yeah. like, because you don't, you mean, it, it's going to get to the root, I feel like. Sometimes we feel like we're just too ashamed, but no, like, man, I'm so glad that I went up there and heard that because that right there sticks with me. Just hearing that, like, I can even remember. I can close my eyes and just picture, like, picture me I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, man. Wow, so good. Yeah. So good, you know, and I don't know, like, it just, it's still it's it's just so awesome to just know like, like you said, like after our bad choices, like God still loves us, yeah, and he continues to love us absolutely it's like it's okay, son come back it's it's okay, I'm right here, yeah. come over here, you know, and oh man, so good, so good, that was beautiful. <laughs> Um, yeah,
2: I don't even know where to go from here. When you talked about people uh like me, for instance, being where I am here today, you know the choices we made, and then I don't know I was just reminded of I don't know what you said exactly I can't. I can't remember it, but it reminded me of second Corinthians 5:17 if an, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. and when I received like my eyes, like, that became, like, when it came live to me, and I read it, I was like, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Yeah. Not in my job, not in the world, not in my family, not in this relationship, but when I'm in Christ, fully seeking Him, you'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So when I'm in Christ, this new creation starts to reveal itself, not just to me. Like, oh, like when you were talking about, how other if someone sees me today, they might be like "Carter's back in Seminole, you know, again, but then they see like, why is he happy? You know?
1: Yeah.
2: It's when you're in Christ, you're a whole new creation. Like I'm totally like, yes, you still carry some qualities into your (coughs) life in Christ, like the passions and the desires and the things that make you you but like, there's a whole new you in Christ. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, I used to hate speaking in front of people. I remember being in youth and the internship in the summer with Ben mm-hmm. and he, I was there for a good while. And then he said, all right, I want y'all to prepare a message. You're like, out. Like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So just like, I remember when I like rededicated my life and I started pursuing him and I was like, I started just like, he was like preaching to me, like words just coming out of my mouth. And then I like, I want to go share these like with people.
1: Yeah.
2: Like one Sunday at church, I just got up there. I went up there and asked for the mic during praise and worship. And, like, wow. yeah, come on. It was just like words that I was getting while I was sitting there. And then I was sitting there in fear. Like the enemy trying to make it feel like yeah. they're not going to give you the mic. Why yeah. would you walk up there? But then just making that decision to go, yeah. Just, like those words. Like, yeah, it not took a lot of curves. Yeah. But yeah. it's just, just that overwhelming feeling, you know? Yeah. Of the Holy Spirit.
1: Mm. It's just, it's crazy. When you were sitting there, where you did you have like a picture of in your mind of you going up? Yeah, it was
2: like replaying in my head. Yeah, yeah.
1: So like this is what's crazy. Where I think a lot of people they're like God isn't speaking. I'm like, no, God is speaking. We just don't know it, or we're not listening. You know what I mean? So like, um, a big revelation for me was like. No, like, God speaks to you through your thoughts, your thought life. And I always thought, well, my thought life is, like, that's my flesh. That's evil, right? Yeah. But I'm like, why am I thinking about seeing myself minister to people? Or why am I seeing myself with a mic in my hands? Like, why do I envision that when I don't have a desire to be, like, doing that, right? Mm -hmm. Like... I don't desire to stand in front. I, it makes me really uncomfortable to sit in front of people and talk, like with a mic. Um, like obviously, the more you do it, you grow in it. But like, like I did not have that desire, and but I found myself daydreaming about it, and and I'm like, there's just like moving to Reading, like daydreaming about it. And I'm like, no, God does speak to us through our thoughts. Do you know what I mean? Like. We, we sometimes envision something in our mind and we daydream and we're like, I feel like God is actually showing us a picture of like, I think you should go do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, props to you for having the courage to, to go get, I mean, that, like, yeah. you, you're like, I don't want to interrupt the flow of church right. or whatnot, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You're like, what if I get up there and I forgot everything that I wanted to right. say that I'm thinking on the seat down there? Like... Mm -hmm. That took a lot of courage. Um, And that's
0: all
2: he wants you to do
1: is just step out. Yeah. Yeah. Just take that step. Because when you take that step, there's
2: growth. Oh, definitely. so much. Mm -hmm. Like it's pleasing to him to see his son or his daughter step out.
1: And going back to his goodness, like if he's asking you to step out, he's like, do you think his goodness ends in that moment To after you step out, he's going to leave you hanging with nothing to say in front of (laughs) a group of people? You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, like, we just have to, like, settle in, in our hearts, like, okay, like, I have history with God, He's proven Himself worthy and good, and now I'm going to settle it in my heart that when He asks me to do something, that uh, I know He's going to have my back, you know, and not leave me hanging, mm-hmm. so.
0: Yeah. You know, you, um, I know another big decision for you guys, we're moving back here. Yeah.
1: Um... Now, how was that for you? That has been hard. So I did a, I did first year while my wife was at home with the kids. I took off a year of school while my wife did first year. And then I worked part-time and kept the kids while she was in school. And then we did second year together. That was a huge choice for us. Mm-hmm. But we are like, man, I guess if not school, then we would move back to Seminole at least for a period of time and it just didn't seem like with the job I now have like the timing was right like like almost like they weren't quite ready for me to be here yet yeah and so we're like okay like that's one thing we're probably gonna do but it doesn't seem quite right yet but we also kind of are thinking about doing second year so again it wasn't like a God told us to do second year but it was it was a bit of a desire in our heart, so we're like, okay, like the other one, the timing doesn't seem right. Let's lean this way a little bit. Yeah. You can lean into something and, and see if it it's right. You know what yeah. I mean. So we leaned in and it was good, and we did second year together, and that was that was pretty awesome. Um, and then after second year, like third year is an internship, and uh, in our second year, we came became pregnant with um, with Tatum, or third child and uh we're like yeah i think it's like (laughs) time to go get a a real job and like uh finances is a priority right now and like it it was seminal for us was just like coming back and and resetting Mm -hmm. and wanting to be with family and friends and good connections we had here and actually yeah my job has been it's been awesome. Like, I'm so thankful that in a town of 7,000 people or however big this town is, I think it's bigger than that, but it's what it says on the sign and that I have a job where I can like put my old crap, and talents to use that I had in Midland, that I felt like there was never a market in Seminole for. Mm. And so now I'm doing that. I'm like working alongside other guys and like. Training them up, but then also learning from them, like, um, and being able to, like, have the type of job I do in Seminole, like, I'm super thankful for. I actually find a lot of purpose there, but um, I feel like coming back to Seminole, that was the only area of my life that I found any purpose, and I've I've struggled. I was telling Carter the other night, like, I feel... I feel like I'm at peace in Seminole now, like where I'm not looking for an out. But it, it was actually really, really hard for me to come back to Seminole. I know that it was the right choice for us, and like that's what we needed to do. But it's like I actually felt like I went through a bit of mourning, like grieving my previous season in Reading, mm-hmm. where I wasn't there anymore. I wasn't with the friends that I had made there. Um, like i fell in love with the whole area the lakes yeah. the mountains the rivers and the the trails and everything that we did there with our kids and coming back here i i felt like i was just like almost grieving that i wasn't over there anymore and then you're here and you know yeah uh i felt like i just had a bad taste of Seminole in my mouth for a while and it but it wasn't seminal you know it was I mean? like i was sad that i wasn't there anymore and um, yeah, I, I'm in a good spot now. I feel at peace in some way. I don't know how long we'll be here, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good, Cause I know a while back
0: when we talked, you we were <laughs> You're just like, kinda... oh, Abe's hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, Abe. But no, I, I can definitely tell that, yeah, yeah it, you've changed since, uh, it's been a while, but no. But yeah, you, you do look a whole lot more happier and just a lot more joy, I guess, in your life. Yeah. Yeah. Proud of you though. Thank you. Yes, sir. Got anything else to share?
1: Makes it easier when I got a friend like you. <laughs> we just talk like once every two months. It's your fault
0: though. Yeah, it is my fault. <laughs> You're all quiet all the time. I am quiet. It's because I'm ob- I'm observant. And yeah I think it, a lot of people know that already that I'm quiet like yeah. it's just even with this podcast like when I decided to do it it was hard because i'm not I'm not a talker
2: yeah. I
0: don't I'm more of a listener and so this requires you to have some communication it, skills so. it does yeah. require me to you know to kind of open up more and you know just kind of like, I don't come up with questions. I know people ask, like, okay, what questions do you ask? <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of go with the flow, you know? Like, I just let Holy Spirit lead. and But it just always seems to come together, though, you know? Yeah. whenever Because I know when I did, I decided one time, like, I'm going to come up with some questions to ask. I hated it because I yeah. stre- I stressed so bad. Yeah. And um, now it's just, I love it. Like, it's just, it just flows, I
1: guess. I thought you did good today. Yeah. Felt like you talked more than I remember hearing on other podcasts. <laughs> um, I wanted it to be conversational, like, yeah. like just like obviously I know I have a story to tell or whatever, but like I don't I don't want it to just be me. Like I want to, like I know, like even you making the choice to go to to, to barber school. Now you've cut like I don't know. You probably done like. 50 plus haircuts by now we cut it quite a bit yeah people better start paying you i'll go on on the mic and say people need you need to put out a donation jar <laughs> but because your work's getting good but um thank you yeah like so now that you made the choice you're doing the school like i asked you on sunday like do you find it fulfilling like cutting people's hair
0: i do i man i really enjoy it um, it does take some time away for sure from the family, yeah. but um, but just having that, it's just kind of like a podcast pretty much. But having that one on one conversation with people, um, they man, it's surprising to just know, like things that they're going through, things you know that. I'm surprised they would even tell me too, you yeah. know, and um, that I get I get just get to help them, mm-hmm. you know and is probably gonna start doing that too I don't know next week next week come on I don't know if I was supposed to say anything but (laughs) it's
1: cool but yeah man so
0: I don't know I, I just I really do enjoy it I
1: feel like if you have a desire to cut hair then there's like an artistic side to you right like you may not draw or you may not you know whatever you may not like create music or whatever but like you have an artistic side to you like what people do with hair like that's an artist like they're yeah, that's absolutely. literally their work yeah and i look at my job that way like mm-hmm. i i focus in on details on a car like like i i put film on cars i tint windows like we change the look of cars like it's like you have to have a certain eye and a vision for what the car could look like right and the same thing for you like and i feel like i can express who i am in my work like which that is why I'm so thankful for my job because I'm like these are the traits that God has designed me with like to have an eye for little details and to like uh, to work very in a very clean way and like anyways like it kind of like that OCD box like I, I, I chase perfection in my job you can never achieve per- perfection but I sure try to chase it like that is my goal to produce to keep getting better at what I do and it like when I when I get a clean install or something looks so good, they you know, it just that little box in my heart, you know? Like like if you're filling up gas and the gallons and the dollar amount both end on zero zero. You know, like that would just like for me that would be like oh yeah that's awesome like there's a little check in my heart yeah you know or everything's lined up this <laughs> nice and perfect order oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's,
0: and that's good though i mean that's kind of a that's a good mindset to have yeah you know um because definitely like I'm, I'm not perfect when i cut hair. i still I and mean, i still mess up but i'm not as hard on myself as i was when i first started yeah. when i first started like man like guessing d- yeah like i was like i mm, don't know if i'm supposed to be doing this anymore because man, i did like oh man like i cut and both eyebrows I actually like i don't even know like what the heck like man i hadn't That's told ridiculous. nobody about that but yeah like i don't remember how many cuts i'd had when that happened it wasn't much many but um yeah, I ended up cutting this like <laughs> half the eyebrow on this side and then That's then,
1: why it's free up and first then time. half the eyebrow on this side. I'm like, What the heck? How did I do that?
0: Like, yeah, oh man. And that's so hard on myself. I think after that I was like, Man, I don't even know I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be doing this anymore. Yeah. Like, I suck at this. I ain't even gonna lie, like I really did. I'm like, man, I suck at cutting hair. But just kept going though you know yeah. like alright I'm just gonna keep going and the more I did it the more I, you know I would just learn you know and
1: it's like muscle memory in your hand like yeah, when I try is. to teach like I work with a squeegee a lot like I put film on over pain pain protection film and it's like I use a squeegee and when I try to train someone to do it it's like it's like they're gripping the squeegee like super tight and they're like just doing these weird strokes across the paint. I'm like like, dude relax like yeah you know like use your wrist or whatever and like I'm sure it's the same with hair like. oh
0: definitely like even and even now like you know trying new things like I know I did a little design on one of my brother in laws. it didn't come out great it oh, came okay. out you know it came out good but if I don't try you know then I'm not, I'm not gonna learn you know mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I'm gonna have to mess up everybody messes up yeah that's the yeah. way you learn you know Absolutely. so yeah um, that's why I just keep going
1: that's what I often ask the installers like where I work I'm like if if they failed at a window or they failed on a panel that we're working on and they have like obviously the film is expensive right so a hood can cost up to 150 bucks of material so if we mess up a hood like okay that's kind of costly like I'm okay with a mistake but I've always asked them, like, what do you think went wrong? And if you did it again, what would you do differently? Mm-hmm. And, like, just to get them thinking, like, take their mind off of the fact that they just failed at the panel. Right. Like, you didn't really fail unless you didn't learn anything. I mean, like, yeah. So, so. No,
0: that that's, yeah, that's true. Like, you, I'm not saying you have to fail, but it's okay to mess up, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, that's the only way you're going to learn.
1: I think we've all learned more through, like or failure like it comes so. back to bad choices like the choices we yeah make. like like don't sit back and be so afraid to make a choice mm-hmm. you'll never fail if you don't make any choices like yeah. if and that's that was always my biggest fear I, I'm a, I have a fear of failure mm-hmm. and so I wouldn't make a choice and like obviously yeah I didn't fail <laughs> like because I wasn't taking any risk but um But I also wasn't, like, growing in courage and and, and learning new things, and, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so
0: true. Because I know, I don't know, maybe we did talk about this one time, and I don't know, maybe you went through this um, when you were in basketball, and maybe even now, I don't know, but sometimes we compare ourselves. You know, like, I try to compare what my haircut looks like to, you know, this person or that person, and I'm like... Man, like theirs just looks so much better. Like, dang, I'm not like I'm not there yet. Like I'm I'm still I still need a lot of work. You know, and and I would do that, but I don't do that now really anymore. Like I I tried I'm like, you know what, I'm still learning. Like I've only been doing this three months, I think, cutting hair. So
1: you've cut whole hair for three whole months and you're not perfect at it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know, right? Like, man.
0: (laughs) But I've I've learned to this is something that I, that I actually stand by now is don't compete, create, Yeah. you know, I'm not competing against any barber, you know, I'm just creating my own vibe.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: And, um, I, like that. I think that, I think, I don't know if everybody's like that, but man, I've just like, man, when you start to compare yourself and everything, then you're trying to establish like a vibe that they have that you really can't, you can't get because you've, You, yourself, you're your own person. You have, Mm -hmm. you know, there's things that that you're going to do that maybe they can't do, you know? So I've just learned, you know what, man? I'm just going to create my own vibe, you know? That's good. When I'm cutting hair, like, this is what you're going to get. and You can get... If you don't like it, you
1: can get your eyebrow cut. (laughs) If you don't like it, you get your eyebrow cut. That's right. Maybe that'll become a a vibe. (laughs) People want their eyebrow chopped in half.
0: But I, I haven't done it since Jeremy's then like I got you. I haven't I, I haven't done it since then. I've been real careful now, so I do like I do still take a while to cut hair, but I feel like just getting to conversate though is still yeah. is still really yeah. good. So but I enjoy
1: it. You're inspiring though, Jeremy. Like when I heard that I was in California when you started the podcast, but I was like dang like that's something completely different than you hear of people doing in Seminole. like mm. there you are creating something new and i was like that's that's wild and that's that's awesome and you probably felt really insecure doing it oh yeah like the definitely. first few times or five times you know what i mean like and you grew and learned and changed things but i was i was really proud of you when i heard you doing that and Oftentimes, I've looked at you and been challenged. I'm like, man, Jeremy's, like, started the podcast. And now he's, like, becoming a barber. I'm Like, oftentimes, you've made me feel like, what am I doing? Not in a, like, a condemning way. But I'm like, man, that, the way you live your life, like, you have taken risks and, and, like, done new things that challenge me. I'm like, that's... That's so cool, and then it makes me look at my life, I'm like, what do I wanna do? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what should I go after? Because sometimes we can get so much in a rut in life where we're just like, doing our job, paying the bills, and we're in this routine. Yeah, like, yeah. our life looks so much the same what we do weekly that we, we're like, oh yeah, I have this thing that I think about doing one day, but right now I'm so busy, I have all this to take care of. Like, you put it on the back burner, and I think that's something just to honor you a little bit like I think that's something you've done really well where you've had a desire in your heart and you actually you did it. Mm. You know. I even mm-hmm. think back to China like when Ben offered that missions trip to everyone you were I you were the one of the first people that says well, I'm going because yeah. you're like I've always wanted to go. to China. Oh man, yeah. And like the courage that you had in that moment actually I think helped me and Sarah to step into it too. Because like you're like, oh, well, if Jeremy can do it. Like, oh, he's got kids too, just like us. Like, we could do it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So like, I think that you give people like permission, like, not you're not telling you Carter. I give you permission to pursue your dreams. Yeah. But, but when they see you doing it, it gives them courage mm-hmm. to like go after what they want to do yeah. too. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. No,
0: it it definitely has been a struggle. Because you, you're going to have everybody at the beginning. You're going to have just people. Oh, you know, I'm going to support you. You know, good job, good job. And then after after a while, you don't really hear from them anymore. Yeah. And, but I'm very thankful for the friends that I do have that have yeah. always stayed there and pushed me yeah. and, and helped me grow and helped me make decisions, you know, and just pursue just, you know, my desires, you know, that's, DEFINITELY GOT ME OUT OF MY COMFORT ZONE, BUT I FEEL LIKE I'VE GROWN, AND um, and I JUST FEEL, LIKE, JUST BLESSED, MAN. LIKE, yeah. EVEN WITH uh, ANDREA, YOU KNOW, SHE, WHEN SHE DECIDED TO DO PRAISE AND WORSHIP, LIKE, THE JOY ON HER FACE, I'M SO HAPPY THAT SHE DID THAT BECAUSE yeah. I KNOW SHE, I MEAN, SHE CAN SING, SHE MAY NOT FEEL LIKE IT in some AT TIMES, BUT I'M LIKE, YEAH, YOU CAN, AND PEOPLE HAVE TOLD HER, AND THEN When she made that decision to help Pastor Michael, like she enjoys it. Like I've seen a change in her so, so much. And I'm like, like that right there when I can see people even just, you know, like my wife stepping out and doing it like that just, that blesses me, you know. I love it.
1: I love it. Yeah, like I think I do have a heart for people. And like a a big part of what, like I used to always say like, what makes me happier than anything is seeing someone experience the love of Jesus for the first time. Mm. Like even if I had a part to to play in it or not, do you know what I mean? Like I just want, I like being in the room just to see it. Yeah. And like when you like went to barber school, I'm like, man, if I had a small part to play in that, like I just, there's something inside of me that just wants to encourage other people to go after what they want. Mm. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, dang it, Abe, like, You go after what you want, too. Don't just, like, tell other people to chase their dreams, but then sit back and, like, be afraid to do it yourself. So Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. No, I remember that conversation. It was just – and I think you even said, like, man, I don't know where that came from.
1: (laughs) I Yeah, that was, like, when Carter said, like, I just got up there and I started talking and it just started flowing out. Yeah, like, God was giving you the words. Like, that's what that night in that – I felt like that conversation was divine. Because, like – in that moment, I remember saying that. I'm like, man, I, I've never even, like, <laughs> talked about this with yeah. anyone. And wh- how did I just come up with that, you know, like, if this is not God's will, then if if your job's God's w- not God's will, why are you there? You know what I mean? Like, just kind of giving you that comparison. Mm-hmm. No, that was so good. Well, That's really good. Man. You good? Got anything else to share? I think I would just say, like, To anyone out there that if you have this desire in your heart like obviously we know like there's desires and then there's like like if there's an evil desire that's going to cause someone emotional pain or whatever i'm not talking about that but i'm talking about if you have this thing that you think about that you would like to pursue but you're like uh i don't know if that's it for me i don't know if that's god's will for me like I would say like, like God's, like God's okay with you trying something, just or let me word this differently. Like, it's okay to step into the things that you your heart desires, mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't feel right, like you could take a step back. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I think what God's desire is, and anything we do, whether it's when you go to your oil field job during the day and you go to you know wire up a pivot or whatever it is. That, that you invite Him with you in your day. So, like, you say, like, God, I have the desire to become a barber. Would you partner with me in becoming a barber? Would you, like, take this journey with me? Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's God's desire is communion with us. Like, He gives us desires to pursue, mm-hmm. but He never gives us those, those desires to, like, pursue on our own and and then, like, leave Him At the house or wherever. Right. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I would encourage someone, like, no, like, go with God. Like, ask, invite Him. Like, like, I'm not telling people not to pray about pursuing something. But, like, if you pray and you don't feel, like, a no, then why don't you lean into it a little bit. Right. And just see what happens. Yeah. You may just... 'Cause I'll just say right now, like going to Reading to BSSM and do and like living there almost three years, that's like it was it came with a financial cost. Yeah. One that we're like still paying off. But I would do it again in a heartbeat. It was one of the best things I did. Yeah. And like I know one day, like my kids' is, uh, f- like my ceiling will be my kids' floor one day. Like, you know, like they're gonna have like a place to start off from that I never did yeah. and like I, that's what, how I look at all of that that we did like we went and like it was for our family it was learn learning to become a father and not just for my kids but to like like you know when Gary said oh, him, yeah. probably in that moment he was a father to you mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like and that's what my heart's desire is like to be a, a good father to my kids but then to also like bother other people and so that's good i would say like what's the worst thing that could happen right do you know right. what i mean that's true Weigh yeah. the cost and like or what's the best thing that could happen mm-hmm. you know like yeah. don't just don't just do the negative like what's the worst thing sometimes we we have to do that because the, the weight the cost isn't really all that bad but then you gotta also ask like but if i did do this what are all the, the amazing things i mm. could have that's good and so like good. yeah just go after something don't don't live your whole life with dreams in your heart and do nothing about them mm-hmm. right love that i in california I, I got a passion to start cooking barbecue yeah i know i've been waiting to try something oh come on man i'm, like, you I'm missed, gonna cook this weekend you're this right, right. it. awesome. so good it's, it's i think i'm so gonna great. try to cook something saturday after day off but um so like my friend Tim, who I told you about earlier, had five kids. He he's like, Oh yeah, I I smoked brisket and pulled pork from time to time. Like I'm like, dude, can you teach me? Like I, I saw a couple of YouTube videos and then uh he showed me what he knew and then I that just like lit a fire and I started just doing all of the research and you like I'm I'm obsessive by nature. So like <laughs> I started just like diving in. As I, I have accounts that I still follow weekly and I watch the videos of what are they doing. And I always call it YouTube University, but like I learned how to barbecue mostly off of YouTube. And it's just like something that I'm like, I never knew that I loved doing this, but now I started with a small cooker in Reading, sold it, moved back here, got a, got a tiny cooker here. And then did a cook for some people and realized it was way too small. I'm like, Lord, I, I would like a 250 gallon offset smoker. And I even bought a, a, an old propane tank that I was gonna build. And then one day, uh, my boss's dad stops me at work. He's like, Hey, I bought this smoker at an auction. And he's like, I, The only reason I bought it is because I thought you might wanna, you might want it. And he's like, But if you don't want it, no pressure. He's like, But come by and take a look at it. And I came by, and it's like a 250-gallon um, tank with a stack on a trailer already. The only thing it didn't have is a firebox, like, off to the side. So I put a fire... You saw it Sunday, yeah, but yeah. I, I put a firebox on it, and I did a first... The first smoke we did on it was to feed all the first responders with bounce-back in uh, wow. in Andrews. And it cooked beautifully, and it was just like... It made me so happy, but that is something that I want to pursue. Yeah. Like to learn how to cook the best barbecue that you've ever tasted and like to start like creating a demand on, on my cooks, mm. you know, where people want it. And I like, I kind of have like this little vision to like eventually maybe cater some events here oh, and yeah. there. Like okay. I have a Instagram page called BK's uh, Weekend Barbecue you and my wife made it for me while I was sleeping, but it was because <laughs> I talked about it enough that she... She, like, took the initiative for me. I woke up one day and I uh, on a Sunday from a nap, and I look at my phone. I'm like, BK, uh, so-and-so followed you on BK's barbecue. I'm like, what the? <laughs> and it's BK's because, like, uh, me and my friend Tim in California always joked that one day we'd start a barbecue restaurant called uh, Barnhart Claussen's Barbecue. And we even got them, like, a cutting board with that initial stamped mm. into it and stuff. And so I woke up, and that was, like, my Instagram handle on this new page. And I haven't been very active on it, but, like, that that is, like, one little thing. Like, seeing you do your thing, I'm like, well, this is the one desire and passion that I have right now is to, like, spend 12 hours, 12, 14 hours cooking a brisket. Like, everyone's like, how do you have the patience for it? I'm like, it's so much fun. Like, just controlling your fire, adding wood to the fire, you know, like, checking your temperatures, like... Oh, I obsess about all that so much and yeah. I'm like I'm excited for like where that might go. Oh, but yeah. I'm just going to I'm just going to follow what I love to do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And yeah. so and then who knows what I can turn into. Yeah, definitely. But and it's good. It's very good food. <laughs> yeah, you had my pulled pork. man. It's
0: really good. Yeah. I I I like it a lot. <laughs> even Looking with like even with like you though. Humble training. Yeah. You know, like, what made you, why? That's crazy, because
2: earlier you said, like, with divisions. Mm-hmm. And when I lived in Denton, I actually told Chris DeLay that I want, like, I want to be a basketball trainer. I want to want skills development with kids. Mm-hmm. But I want it to be bigger than just basketball. I want it to somehow, like, God into it. But when I got this vision for it, I saw myself in a gym with kids sitting down, and it looked like I was preaching to them. Mm-hmm. I was like ain't no way I was preaching to them like the way I was living in the world I was like no way yeah. like, how did you be talking to him or something but then this this follows into like the Word and Spirit Conference or just me coming back to TC because the first church service I went to when I came back to Seminole was Cowboy Junction I didn't want to go to TC I didn't want to see all the familiar faces yeah. and ha- like receive all the questions you know mm-hmm. I just like I was kind of bitter about being back here in someone yeah. at the beginning but then when I went out there then I, I'm told TC is opening up a new student center with a basketball gym in it. It was just like so overwhelming, wow. and then now like I don't know. Now like I have a key to an actual gym here in Seminole, at old junior high. Mm. Like I don't know, it's just crazy seeing it all come to pass. Yeah, like that vision. Mm. I don't know. It's wild. Why humble training? Why that name? I feel like I don't know how others. I don't know how others saw me when I was young or up to high school or anything, but I always felt like I had a good head on my shoulders. I always, I don't know, maybe I was full of myself, I don't know, but I feel like I was always aware of people who are full of themselves, and I didn't like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I always felt like I tried to be humble, but I don't know, just being humble about yourself. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah just humble about everything that you do in your life. Mm-hmm. I believe it. But earlier when you talked about like fitting stuff into your schedule, like especially in Seminole, we're so it's like just a work. busy culture. Yeah, there's so much work here. Everyone has, like men, yeah. you're just working a lot, you know? So it's, you might have something that you want to do, but you kind of put it like on the back burner, like you said. Mm-hmm. How am I going to make time for that? Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times as believers, we put God on that back burner because yeah. we get so caught up waking up in the morning, having to get to work. Having to deal with the kids, having to do whatever, and we're not seeking Him first. I don't know, it just made me reminded me of that. Yeah. It's something I've been reminded just the last couple of weeks. Like, it's so easy to be distracted, you know? Like, we live in. I really feel like the enemy keeps us from being able to acknowledge Him. Like, we're so dependent on having to make money to pay bills, Mm -hmm. you know? And people get so trapped in that. Yeah. In that. And that's what they all think about all the time. Like, and there's little time for God. Uh, I'll say that one prayer in the morning, or I'll acknowledge Him at night before I go to bed, or when we pray before we eat. Like, there's more than that. I feel like as believers, there's more to our relationship with Him. There's like, we get to make choices with Him. Will you partner with us? Will you partner with me in this decision? Yeah. Like, it's an adventure. It's not a routine. Now I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and yeah. Savior. Now I sit at home. And I just read the Word all the time, but I don't ever go do anything. Mm-hmm. Like there's an it's an adventure. Mm-hmm. Just think about like Jesus calling his disciples, you know, out of their daily routines. Yeah. Out of all that they were doing, deny yourself and come follow me. Your Lord and Savior, come follow me. And Jeremiah thirty three three says come to me and I will tell you great and hidden things that you do not know. Oh wow. I read that, I was like, man. And then just going back to, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. When you're in Christ, like there's so much new, newness. Yeah. Like stuff that I had heard probably in youth and then now it is just coming to life. Mm. Yeah. Just, I don't know. me like when we have the, right now.
1: When we realize that God is speaking and mm-hmm. like, and we allow him to like we are we put ourselves in a position to listen throughout the day like really almost any day because can become like almost like a nervous exciting day yeah. you're like i have no idea what might happen today mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah so good we always say like yeah it's a relationship but like, I guess most of our lives don't reflect that, that it's a relationship. We, it's yeah. just a routine. Right. Um, That's and not obviously, not so I'm I'm super guilty of that. Like, my life is a big routine. Like, I have to go to work. I have to drop my kids off, let Lenin, off to school. Like, come home, play with kids, you know, do some baths. And then, you know, the day's basically done. Like, you know, Jeremy. And, yep. Um, yep. And, like, obviously, there's been so many times where I've been that, where I've given God just a small part of my day. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the week, I'm like, I'm so drained. And it's not like we got to do all that stuff so that we can, like, you know, be secure so we can sort of find some time with God. It's like, no, like, we need to spend the time with the Lord so that, we have the the energy and the strength to like go through the week for mm, all the things yeah. that require our time mm. so as that's a really good reminder for me because like i'm super guilty of like yeah wake up I think boom, everyone is boom boom yeah. we gotta get ready for mm. school you know get to work and you're like sometimes you've gone it's middle of the afternoon and you're like lord i don't know if i even acknowledged you today like sorry, God, like, that's that's yeah. not okay, you know? Not, like, a con, con, condemning thing, but it's just, like, sometimes you have that thought. You're like, oh, God, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. You
0: know? Man, that's so good. This is a good conversation. Like, I like it when it's... when it goes like this, yeah. you know? And it's... Not to say that I try to keep like a schedule or anything but well it's just it's just the guys you know just just talking
2: yeah
0: genuine conversation mm-hmm. that's what it is I love it I love so you Yeah. thankful for y'all yeah man, same here
1: it's awesome mm-hmm. to be around you Carter I was telling my wife it's like being around Carter has convicted me a little bit I'm just like dang it like it reminds me a lot of who I was when I first like came back to the Lord and like wanting to share it with everybody and I don't know like it's not that I ever lost that. I wouldn't say I lost it, but I like where i'm like oh i I've let life get really busy, and i mm-hmm. you know yeah. I've maybe lost sight of that, yeah. and I'm like, man, Carter is running with it right now and and I told you the the other day, it doesn't have to stop. It doesn't have to fizzle out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so being around him, it's like, what do you call it? Like young blood or that, hurt, I mean, whatever. Yeah, but like it's a, like, like it, the same thing I said about Jeremy. How it encourages me to go after desires in my heart. Like being around you, Carter. It like it like. Not only does it convict me to spend time with the Lord, and like. But it just, um, um, there's uh, there's a song that says that renew to me, uh, Lord, the joy of my salvation. Yeah. And I see, when I, I think of that verse, I, I think of you. And I'm like, it has caused me to say, like, God, like, like where Carter is right now. Like, thank you for where I'm at right now. But Lord, like that youthful fire, like that you have right now, like with, That you're going to continue to have is like, Lord, I want, I want some of that back, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of that back, like renew to me, the joy of my salvation, which it's really refreshing to be around you because you're just, um, you're so thankful for what God has done in in your life right now. And I think why testimonies are so important is even speaking tonight or talking with you guys tonight is I'm like, dang God, you've been really good to me. (laughs) Like, and it's like, it, it does it, it, it brings back to like a testimony brings back to your memory like how good god is and when you when you recall how good god is you're like oh god i i want to be more in with you again i, I want to pursue you not not because of your goodness but because your love and like that's yeah. that's my place yeah. do you yeah. know what i mean um so like thank you for everything that you carry right now your heart yeah. for people like every time you see me, you like make it a point to talk to me, and um, like it, it is definitely like rekindling that desire for that for that. I I just all I can think of is like a fresh fire, like yeah, um, yeah,
2: man. I just need... I've always heard people say you're gonna be on fire, but yeah. there's gonna be days where you don't feel it, yeah. like. In my Bible, like, I can be in a relationship. There's going to be trials and tribulations, but I can acknowledge them, you know. I can rejoice yeah. in the sufferings. Like, he's always here. Yeah. Never leave you nor
1: forsake you. Something your dad said it was like, I told Jeremy this, what you asked him, what are you thankful for? And when your dad experience. said this, uh, he said, "I'm. you know, I'm thankful for the experience. You know, the good and the bad and, and just like, he was, he was, I felt like he was saying, like, I'm just so thankful for my life. Like, everything I've been able to, to experience, walk through, good and bad. Like, obviously, you went through a really hard time with your mom. And, like, like I, I thought that was so cool. Like, like as Christians, like, like, to let go of the idea that every day is just going to be this rainbow, like, thing, yeah. like, everything, you know, and then when, like, only when you experience His goodness, like, that overwhelming experience is what I'm talking about is like when you can be like oh I'm so on fire right now but then when you're in like like in a valley or whatever you want to call it where you're just like man I feel like I'm having to push through this season of my life Mm -hmm. your dad was like I'm thankful for both of the seasons that you know all of the like the whole thing Mm -hmm. and to be able to realize like right now in this really tough season like like god you can just like sit with me in this Mm -hmm. and you can like give me the strength to walk through this and like i'll come out stronger and with stronger like with greater trust and faith in you on the other side do you know what i mean it's like the valleys and the the, those hard times are like god didn't leave you like that's that's actually like when the lord is gonna is like checking to see if Mm -hmm. like man will he like press into me in this moment you know so i
2: feel like a lot of times we make those Hard times hard on ourselves because we tend to like walk away. Yeah, mm-hmm. God,
1: where are you in this? This yeah. should be happening, you yeah. know. In, instead of just like asking, like God, would you come right now and just comfort me? Yeah, like, we quit. Don't you? Don't even ask like fix the situation. But would you just come and comfort me? Like when you when you comfort somebody, you don't have to fix their situation. It's just like all of a sudden they feel better and they feel like they can they can attack another day head yeah. on. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And when you just ask the Lord to come and sit with you and to, like, comfort your heart, like, encourage me, Lord, like, all of these things, like, like, that's, I don't know, that's, like, what a father wants to do. Mm-hmm. And so, sometimes I don't want to fix every situation for my kids. Like, I want them to yeah. to figure it out, like, learn. You yeah. know? Like, I'm, I'm here, like, I'm not going to let you get hurt, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, like, yeah no yeah I agree I agree Could I talk all night man Dave's like I'm
0: ready to go to bed mm. yeah you fall asleep over there <laughs> love you Dave <laughs> well guys I mean this was
1: awesome yeah
2: have fun appreciate y'all y'all are a blessing to me it's always super good energy around y'all
0: I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, man. Well guess we'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. good. Again, I appreciate y'all. Y'all are some awesome men. Thanks for having mm-hmm. us. Yes, Me yes.
2: again Thanks. for the tenth time. For the tenth time, yeah. See Carter back next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need a shirt next time. dive
1: deeper into Carter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: But all right man. Well until next time, we are out. Peace. Peace. What's up, everybody? My name is Jeremy Duran, host of the No Holds podcast. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Follow us on social media. Subscribe on YouTube. We are also on iTunes and Spotify. And remember, love is key. Peace.